With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. No guts, no glory. That phrase is credited to Air Force Major General Frederick Boots Blasse in his published manual on lessons of air-to-air combat in 1955. Major General Blasse summarized his title with the following quote, As this confidence grows... So does his enthusiasm. Enthusiasm increases interest, which in turn pays dividends in overall accomplishment. All of these qualities together add up to the one thing a training program must produce if the graduate pilots are to be successful in combat. Aggressiveness. It is this pilot aggressiveness which we seek. Without it, all training is useless, for the individual pilot must have the desire to put into effect that which he has been taught. Amazing results have been achieved in combat, through aggressiveness alone. But it is proven time and time again that all the training in the world is insufficient when the individual does not have it in his heart to engage the enemy or destroy the target. If Lakers general manager Magic Johnson could go back in time and talk to Major General Blasse, I have no doubt that he would find the guts to get the Los Angeles Lakers back to glory. How would he do that? He would pass on selecting Lonzo Ball and instead select De'Aaron Fox of Kentucky with the second overall pick in the NBA draft. If you look at NBA history, it's filled with general managers and teams that took the safe play, and that's what ball is, the safe play. 1984, Portland Trailblazers selected number two overall. Gotta take the big man. Number two pick, gotta take the seven-footer from Kentucky. Hashtag Big Blue Nation. If they had the guts, they'd take Michael Jordan who went third to Chicago. 1985, Seattle Supersonics, number fourth overall pick. Need a power forward. Know who we're taking? Wichita State's Xavier McDaniel. Can't take a player from a small school like Louisiana Tech. Same for the Phoenix Suns at number 10 that year. Big school. Villanova just won an NCAA title. Gotta take me Ed Pinckney. Utah Jazz at 13 to Carl Malone. 2007, I was shouting it then. You can ask Gus if you don't believe me. Number one overall pick, Portland Trailblazers again. Gotta take the size. Have to take the big man. Seven footer from Ohio State. Can't teach size. They took Greg Oden. Who should they have taken? I said it then. Kevin Durant. Went number two to Seattle, which ended up being Oklahoma City. Where's Kevin Durant now? You may have seen him last couple games. 38 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists on 14 of 26 from the field in a Game 1 win for Golden State in the NBA Finals. Then 33 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists, 5 blocks on 13 of 22 from the field. Warriors are now up 2-0 on Cleveland. In summary, folks, the draft never goes as predicted. Never! 
Tristan Thompson was taken fourth in the 2011 draft, seven spots ahead of Clay Thompson and 11 spots ahead of Kawhi Leonard. Are you serious? 2012, Dion Waiters was taken two spots ahead of Damian Lillard. Plays the same position, shooting guard. 2013, Giannis Antetokounmpo was taken 15th overall. At number 12 that year, Stephen Adams. At number 9, Trey Burke. At number 7, Ben McLemore. At number 5, Alex Len. Can't teach size. And of course, Anthony Bennett went number 1 to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So in short, when you look at the projected NBA draft spots, you can't go chalk. Can't do it. So if you're going to have any validity whatsoever when you're analyzing the June 22nd NBA draft and trying to come up with your projections, you have to predict something that's out of the box. You can't just look at the draft picks and go right down the list and think they're all going to be good. It never works that way. Looking at Draft Express right now, they have Marco Fultz going number one to Boston. They have Lonzo Ball going second to the Lakers. Josh Jackson going to Philadelphia. Number three, De'Aaron Fox going fourth to Phoenix. Jason Tatum going to Sacramento. Jonathan Isaac going to Orlando at six. Larry Markkinen going to Minnesota at seven. Malik Monk going to the Knicks at eight. Frank Nidalekina going to the Mavericks at number nine. And Dennis Smith from NC State going to Sacramento at number 10. Folks, let's be honest. Half of those players probably aren't going to be any good. And that's hard to believe, isn't it? It's hard to believe that half of those players, more than likely, won't be that good, or at least they won't be major contributors in the NBA. Think about that. If I told you right now Josh Jackson is going to be a three-point-per-game scorer, anybody believe it? Something's going to happen. So I hate to tell Markel Fultz, Alonzo Ball, Josh Jackson, De'Aaron Fox, or Jason Tatum, guys, look at the last few drafts. At least two of you are not going to be any good. So the question is, where's the upset going to happen? And to me, it's pretty easy. You got to pass on Lonzo Ball at number two. And I'll tell you why. Let's go back to high school. The 2016 incoming college class. Number one was Josh Jackson. Number two was Harry Giles. <laughs> uh, I'll talk to Gus about that in a couple days. Number three is Markel Fultz. Number four is Jason Tatum. Number five, Jonathan Isaac. Number six was De'Aaron Fox. Number seven was Lonzo Ball, according to Scout Hoops. Fox measured at 6'4", 170. Lonzo Ball, 6'5", 175. Fox goes to Kentucky as a five-star recruit. Ball goes to UCLA as a five-star recruit. Committed a year early, actually, in 2014. Let's look at Ball's stats from last year. Freshman on an incredible UCLA team. Incredible. Talent galore all over the place. 14.6 points per game. 7.6 assists. Very impressive. Six rebounds. 0.8 blocks. 1.8 steals. Shot 55% from the floor. Very good. 189 out of 343. Shot 41% from three-point range. Very impressive. 80 out of 194. Free throws weren't great for a point guard. 66 out of 98. 67%. Solid year for Lonzo Ball. Now let's go to Fox. 16.7 points per game. 4.6 assists. 4 rebounds. 0.2 blocks. 1.5 steals. 48% from the floor. 214 out of 447. Very impressive also. Only 25% from three-point range, 17 out of 69. Not a good three-point shooter. 156 out of 212 from the free-throw line, 74%. So on the surface, you would think that Lonzo Ball has him dominated. But if you're listening to this podcast right now, I know you watch the games. Lonzo racked up the assists. 
double-digit assists seven times during the season last year, capped by 14 assists home against Washington State on March 4th. Had a lot of double-digit scoring games. Had some singles, too. Some singles thrown in there. Ohio State, eight points. Western Michigan, seven points. Arizona State, only four points. Home against Arizona in a loss, only eight points. And 10 points in the biggest game of the year, the Sweet 16 game against Kentucky and De'Aaron Fox. 10 points, eight assists, three rebounds, four 10 from the field. Fox's game log, a lot more scoring early. And he had a score for Kentucky. A lot of double-digit games. 21 points against Canisius, second game of his college career. 20 points against UCLA. Remember that big game? UCLA came to town and beat Kentucky. Remember that game? Lonzo had 14 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds. Only 5 of 12 shooting, though, again at Kentucky that day. Big win for UCLA. Fox goes for 20. 9 assists that game. 24 against North Carolina. Huge game. 21 against Louisville. 24 and 10 against UNC. 27 against Arkansas. Big games. Then he got hurt. He got hurt middle of the year. Slowed down. But look at how De'Aaron Fox ended the year. Game they need in March 11th against Alabama. 28 points. Wichita State. Tough defense. Tough defensive game. Landry Shamit all over him. 14 points. And the UCLA game. In the biggest game of the year against Lonzo Ball. 39 points. High score in the tournament, by the way. 13 of 20 from the field. 13 of 15 from the foul line was De'Aaron Fox. And that's really where I'm going, folks. If you think that these ancillary moments that we see, the LeVar Ball, big baller brand, annoying comments, degrading women, the De'Aaron Fox crying in the locker room with Bam Adebayo after losing to UNC by two points, Lonzo Ball declaring for the NBA draft in the press conference after the loss to Kentucky and in a game where Fox and Ball went head-to-head in what you know a marketing savant like LeVar Ball knew was the chance for his son to shine. De'Aaron Fox ate his lunch. Ball couldn't stop him, couldn't do anything, and Fox was all over Ball. That is the top of the John Wooden Pyramid. Competitive greatness. I've seen it with Fox. I know he's not a great three-point shooter. That will come. Michael Jordan wasn't a great three-point shooter either when he came into the league. It will come. He can learn that. But defensively, with his long arms, his ability to finish at the rim, the fact that his shot is not down by his waist like Lonzo Ball, he can become a better shooter. What what will he be like when he fills out? Fox is long. Fox is fast. He's a competitor. And he destroyed Ball one-on-one. Destroyed him. So if you think that I'm taking Lonzo Ball because he scored on Chino Hills in their six-man rotation when they went up and down the floor all the time and beat everybody, or because he threw some great passes in the McDonald's All-American game where defense is slightly better than the NBA All-Star game, But in the biggest game of the year, when he's got a loaded team, I mean, let's face it, he's got Alford, an incredible shooter. He had Welsh, Holiday off the bench, TJ Leaf, who's tremendous in his own right. He had a great team. They got destroyed. And he couldn't do anything to stop De'Aaron Fox. 
I think he gave up. And I don't like that he seems more focused on making money than winning championships. He couldn't have cared less that they lost that game. You declare right after the game, you can't wait 24 hours. Where Fox is crying. Because, say what you want about Calipari, those kids care. And they're selfless. And they give up and sacrifice for each other. That's why Devin Booker played 21 minutes a game and averaged 10 points at Kentucky and just dropped 70 points for the Phoenix Suns. The Kentucky players do well in the NBA. Listen, I think Lonzo Ball will be a solid NBA pro. I think he'll play for a long time. I think he'll be Ricky Rubio. I said that in the last podcast. But there's a difference, folks, between Ricky Rubio and John Wall. There's a difference. And mark my words. There will be a difference between De'Aaron Fox and Lonzo Ball. And if the Lakers want to get back to greatness, they need to pick De'Aaron Fox over Lonzo Ball. Or they will rue the day, just like the teams that passed on Michael Jordan did. Just like the teams that passed on Carl Malone did. Just like the 14 teams that passed on Giannis Antetokounmpo do now. This NBA draft isn't going to be chalk. And there's no doubt in my mind that the best player in this draft overall is De'Aaron Fox of Kentucky. On June 3rd, just a couple days ago, Jordan Schultz of the Schultz Report. You see him on HuffPost Sports, Bleacher Report, College Hoops Analyst, SI Now, NBA Analyst. Credible source. Says on Twitter, per source, the Lakers would pass on Lonzo Ball if the NBA draft was today. Team isn't convinced he's a star and remains concerned about LeVar. The LeVar concerns are real. NBA teams worry about this stuff. This is a business, folks. If you don't think they don't worry about LeVar Ball, you're out of your mind. They're in the business of winning games and selling tickets. And LeVar Ball does not help that. That's an issue. Doesn't override talent. It's not the main entree of the draft dinner, but it's an appetizer. Appetizers can ruin your meal if they're not good. Then I'll turn your attention to an article back on February 1st by Colin Ward-Henninger, CBS Sports. Colin wrote an article, Why Lonzo Ball isn't the surefire NBA superstar people seem to think he is. This is genius. No one talked about it at the time. Everybody ignored it. It was February. UCLA was on the warpath. They were moving. I got to tell you, this guy's right on the money. His reasoning? He's poor at shooting two-point jump shots. We had John Gassaway on early this year. Talked about the importance of shooting two-point jump shots. At the time, on February 1st, according to HoopMath.com, Colin writes that Ball had made two shots in 22 games that weren't threes or dunks. And he only attempted 11 of them. 11 of them by February 1st that were not three-pointers or dunks. That's what you want from your second overall pick in the NBA draft? NBA guards take, he writes, and make a lot of two-point shots. Even three-point Steph Curry, Colin wrote attempts more than 2.5 mid-range shots per game. Lonzo Ball, at that time, had attempted 11 mid-range jumpers all season. That's one every two games. He mentions that he's afraid of contact. He's very slight frame. Now he's going to put on weight, but so will De'Aaron Fox. He doesn't finish the same way when he gets bumped. That's true. And when you're in UCLA and have so many scores all over the place, you're going to get a lot of driving lanes. You're going to have those same driving lanes when you have a tough all-world defender all NBA players, professionals guarding you, talks about his defense, which is poor. He is not a good one-on-one defender. We saw that against De'Aaron Fox, didn't we? And again, he concludes like I do. De'Aaron Fox is going to have a real long NBA career. 
She's not second overall pick. And then now people started catching on. So then we go to Chris Broussard, great NBA insider. He says he's been hearing that the Lakers are still hot on ball, but there are other people in the league who are not as high on him. He says the rumors for Josh Jackson and De'Aaron Fox are really starting to pick up. Broussard mentions the concerns. He's got to get to the rim because he can't pull up with his terrible form on his shot that comes from his hip. It's going to get blocked. And certainly going left is still a challenge. How do we know he's that good finishing with his left? Do we even know that? Never had to do it in college. Never had to do it in high school. And defensively, there's a concern too. A lot of concerns here. Now listen, Shannon Sharp jumps in. Okay, so I mean, are we really going to take Shannon Sharp's college NBA draft projection analysis? I mean, if Shannon Sharp wants to catch a ball over the middle, it's tight end. Maybe no one better. But Sharp jumped in, started comparing to Miles Garrett in football, and I just ignored it then. And of course, Skip Bayless always has a definitive hot take. Says that Magic simply can't pass up on Lonzo Ball. If he does, it'll be the biggest mistake in his basketball life. Well, let me tell you this. If it was such a foregone conclusion, why Skip Bayless taking the other side? Almost makes me think there's something to it, right, folks? So there's a lot of rumors out there. A lot of rumors. But I'm not alone. And this is starting to catch some steam. Wouldn't be shocked on June 22nd they don't take Alonzo Ball. I'll be cheering. We've seen stuff like this happen all the time in the NBA draft. Can you imagine for a second if they don't? Where would he go then? How far do you think he'd fall? Would he go to the Sixers? Probably not. Suns? Well, Fox is gone. I guess maybe, right? He could go to Phoenix. Sacramento? That'd be great. Cue that Undertaker music, right? Magic? Timberwolves? Could you imagine? Could he drop all the way to the Knicks? Could the Knicks actually catch a break in the draft? It's possible. But folks, if you go by the rumors, there's some credence to this. And I'm right on the bandwagon and have been for quite a long time. Magic knows point guards. One of the best of all time. He's on Rushmore. You got a Rushmore best players in NBA history? He's on mine. And he knows deep down. When the lights are off, he's having a beverage late at night, cookie, the kids are in bed. He knows that De'Aaron Fox is a better player than Lonzo Ball. And Magic, I know that you know that De'Aaron Fox is better. So just like Boots Blasé said back in 1955, no guts, no glory. Do the right thing, Magic. Take De'Aaron Fox over Lonzo Ball, and the Lakers will be well on their way back to the glory years. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.